Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself, Pete, here. And we also have with us uh, Chris, the non-tech Asian. Back at it again. Hiatus over. Yeah. How's it going, Chris? Yep. Took me out of cryo for this one. Got to see if you have the uh, podcasting skills still. I, I I think I can cook up some opinions that are completely uneducated and unwarranted. I mean, you also have the gift of gab, so you know it's it's just easy to easy to put things together. Yep, people have been trying to shut me up for years. Still hasn't worked out. <laughs> Matter of fact, whenever people tell Chris to stop talking, he's just going to talk even harder. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's how I roll. It's the principle. Yeah, but uh, we got Chris on. So, of course, with everything going on, we've uh, we've seen that Steamforged having their 10-year anniversary decided to finally break the silence of what happened with Guild Ball a little bit. And they even had a Q&A, and that led a lot of people, including myself and a lot of others, to kind of see what was going on with the game, get the get the models back out repurchase models because that's what i do from people that listen to the show a lot and uh yeah interested in guild ball again i must say yeah i'm ready to break out my turkish butchers once again yes the the most turkish of butchers but before we get into that make sure that you guys check us out you can do that on our discord channel you can check us out on twitter got youtube stuff that gets put out uh, at least one video a month but we try to do more than that and finally if you want to support us directly you can do that at Patreon.com slash RageQuitWire, where you can support us for as little as a dollar. And uh, appreciate anything uh, anything that the people give. So, Chris, I mean, how much of this have you... Well, let's let's start from the beginning, because I know there are some Malifaux people that are probably listening to this and maybe didn't follow kind of what happened with the downfall of Guild Ball. So do you just you want to kind of catch everybody up on that, Chris, on just sure, what generally I, happened back in 2020? Yeah, I, I, I can do this without it, you know, being a rehash that is just painful so basically yeah. in a nutshell uh steamforge decided in you said it was 2020 yep yeah so in 2020 they decided to scale back their focus on guild ball they had some other intellectual properties that they wanted to focus on um i felt like based on what they said that the game seemed a little unwieldy for the founders of steamforge like they felt like it was getting to be kind of a Frankenstein's monster that was out of their control. And um, they kind of gave some excuses and reasons, some of which, you know, were not to the liking of the community. And um, specifically that they felt like it created a bad atmosphere, that it was too competitive. Um, And others that, you know, I think people could just understand as far as like them just wanted to branch out into some of these other intellectual properties that they had just acquired. Um, And so 
a lot of people were mad and bitter. Um, I'm looking at one of them. And uh, well, it, it's kind of funny, right? Because I think most people would have pegged you for the one to get angry at things. But when we did kind of like our death of Guild Ball episode, you were actually kind of the level headed one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just kind of saw that there was a there would eventually be a time where it ran its course. I thought it was cut short, but um, I didn't see it being a game that went on forever and ever and ever like uh, the world of. 40k or some of the others right i i, I think yeah. that there's like an unlimited for malifaux but i don't think that that's the same for a game like Guild Ball. well i i think you had a little bit of a foretelling there as well because i think you even said that you could see a time when they're more stable and maybe lessons learned and they come back to guild ball and complete the guilds is is something i know you called out when we did that episode yeah yeah and so um, I, I, I was happy with that announcement. I've kept all my Guild Ball stuff. It's it's my favorite miniatures game that I've ever played. You didn't take my route and just like put everything in a pile and just light it on fire? No. you. Well, first of all, you do that for <laughs> games that you're still in. Like I, I, I find it mind-boggling that you'll just like be like, oh, I'm bored with this, even though I've like spent a lot of time painting it and it looks great and I play it really well. I'm just, I'm just bored, so I'm just going to sell it. And then like you have to go rebuy your shit again. And I did that again. I actually had to rebuy the Union Guild, which I I think I've had the Union Guild maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. However, this is the most beautifully painted guild I've ever owned. So I'm actually quite happy with it. And I won't be selling this. This one's literally going to be in a corner case. Okay. Okay. So now, now I do have some Evan painted out. Those are beautiful. And so beautiful. And they are sitting in a case. Um, and I don't know if I'll really play with them, but, uh, cause yeah, they're not, really not your play style. Yeah. 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 I'm not, a, I'm not an alchemist type of dude, but, uh, yeah. So that kind of gets us caught up to where we are. So Steamforge, they, like I was saying, they did the 10 year kind of like, Hey, we want to just talk about guild ball. It's been a while and we love the game, et cetera, et cetera. And then they did a Q and a the following day. So I don't, did you have a chance to watch in, or even kind of brush up on those I didn't watch the Q&A. I watched that kind of initial announcement where my takeaway was uh, just very simply, hey, we want to kind of, you know, offer some support to Guild Ball again. We want to offer some print-on-demand models. We want to do some errata-type adjustments to rule sets and make sure that... And, And the thing that I thought was actually the coolest element of what they said is basically they said, we really appreciate the people that poured into this while we were while we were on hiatus and we and we think that they've done a good job and we're going to let them have what they've poured into it um and we're not just going to you know throw away all their hard work i i thought that was yeah. that was a there was a sense of humility to that where they kind of said okay listen like you guys have you guys have been the ones to put in the the effort here and we're going to let you have that effort and not erase that effort. <laughs> I, I did say, because I did kind of like an initial reaction type thing, and I did say that it, it could be a bad look for them if they just take all the stuff that the Guild Ball Project people did and then just flip and make a bunch of money off of their hard work. I'm like, that would be, they got to be careful of that because that could be a very bad look. But I, I did talk to Jamie and he he kind of was like, well, we think we want to work with them and we want to, you know, kind of, help the community, you know, get the rule set in a really good spot and 
after he told me that, I was like, okay, that, that seems a lot better to me than, hey, I'm going to take your rules and make money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they, they, those, those guys have done a lot, right? Like that Lamplighters Guild is completely yeah. um, fan made. Yep. And so, you know, props to them. I don't know if they have their own, like, uh, their own files for like printing off lamplighter models or what they've designed but yeah so i don't know if they have their own like files for people to print off lamplighters models yeah, they, they do they do yeah okay okay so what so that was that handled in the q a did they say like hey these lamplighter models that have been like fan made are going to be considered official play models or what, what did they say about that did they say anything i think they're still kind of i wouldn't say up in the air about it they did mention the lamplighters and I think they were just, I think they specifically said there were some rules or some things that they, they liked and other things were like, eh, that might, that might've been something we handled differently. So I think they're, they're going to keep the lamplighters because that was a guild they were always talking about, but they might tweak some of the things that they put on there just to, you know, smooth it out. Are they going to, are they going to allow the core elements? Like I'm sure that people have made story for these characters. I'm sure that they've made names for the characters are they going to basically let the core elements stay the same and then tweak they got the name they got the names and they they haven't said anything i know they were meeting with the guild ball community project about a lot of that stuff this week sometime at least that's what they said uh so i I don't know what they're going to keep with it i don't know what they're going to toss uh i there might be some fan fiction but i don't think there's anything like hard like here's a story that the 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 community, and granted, I'm still going through it all because I'm just kind of like you where, you know, I've been not in Guild Ball for four years. So I'm also kind of trying to catch up on the changes and nuances of what the project has been doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's kind of where I've been at because like there was no one to play it. Right. So I, I didn't yeah. have anyone that I could, uh, you know, bounce things off of. And yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, too. Right. Because it's it it's not amazing to me because I expected it. But it is really amazing how just them putting some legitimacy into the game has inspired people to come back and reconnect with people. Like I, I talked with like so many people that I haven't spoken to since Guild Ball. Like I got to talk to Zach Gray, you know, I talked to Mike a little bit, Mike Klein, a bunch of people that just continue to have that love for Guild Ball have been brought back to it just because now there's a, a hope of legitimacy that Steamforge might give to the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that the other thing and I, I would have no problem with Steamforge having this mindset. I think that they said they looked at it and they said, hey, you know, we can have this property that we keep from being a dead property and the community will support it and we don't have to put a ton into it to just allow it to remain living. And yeah. I think that that was that was very, very wise. Um, and I wouldn't hold it against them to just make that decision on a dollars and cents, uh, you know, side of the the ledger book. Well, I, th- I think part of the problem with Guild Ball is, and they they mentioned it was, you know, a chunk of the decision was financial. Because, I mean, if you remember 2020, there were businesses closing, people were losing money, and they were losing money on Guild Ball. So I think they were just trying to stabilize at the time. And now that they have all these IPs that they're probably raking in a bunch of money off of, I think it would be easy for them to 
slowly build up Guild Ball again and maybe maintain some kind of range or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could see a world where it's like, you know, they're not creating like new stuff. Like maybe you said, like you said, they finish off the minor guilds and maybe they do maybe some alt sculpts here and there. But besides that, they could just literally have it where it's like, boom, here's the whole range. You know, you can either print on demand and we'll send you out whatever, or, you know, we create these boxes and you can order them. And, you know, I would prefer eventually there to be actual product that stores can put on shelves because that's how I feel like you actually grow a game yeah. as opposed to some of this print on demand stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder how much they're going to, they're going to put in into that, but I think if there's a lot of interest, I think it could end up that way maybe in a couple of years, but I think that the print on demand is a good start because at least like I, I had people that are like, man, if they come back with guild ball, I'd like to get into it, but they need to be able to buy product. Like right now it's like almost impossible to find a decent amount of product for any kind of guild oh, ball stuff. And there's some very specific stuff that's real hard to find. Yeah. Like I, I, I had to hunt for shepherds and yeah. finally I got some for a reasonable price where I wasn't paying way more. Um, there are people that you still see online that they're looking for, you know, lane models or cami models or yeah, the, the free draft rookies or whatever they yeah, were. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like champ and th those models, like there, there, there are some hard to find ones. Yeah. And even some of the guilds are hard to find. Like if it wasn't some of the mass printed stuff, like, you know, farmers, blacksmiths and the kickoff, I feel like it's pretty hard to find some of those other guilds. Yeah. I, That's I, why when I saw I saw Rich selling the Union Guild, I was like he was selling the whole the whole guild, minor guild and tokens and he even threw in a couple extra things just cuz you know, I got the homie hookup, but you know, I was I was like, man, this is a deal. Like I'm not going to find this right now. And they're actual, you know, metal models, which is nice. Yep. yep. And that and that's always what I was hunting for was metal models. I went by a store the other day, um, small town had a game store and comic shop, and they had the original boxes of you know the original starter boxes with the metal models, the like ones the three, that had like, like the, the three, three model boxes. Yeah, yeah, the three model boxes, and then they also had one of the hunter boxes that had the six models in it. Nice. And so, um, I kind of wonder if he'll like cut me a deal to buy this stuff because I'm sure, I'm sure that this shop owner doesn't know that they've, you know, they're coming out of retirement, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. So I've, I've been looking at the rules and I've been looking at some of the cards. So for, from pretty, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on this, cause I might be, but to me, it looks like honestly, since season three was released, you know, we got that. It doesn't seem like hardly any of the core rules have changed. I think they have an FAQ on some of the interactions that you can look up on like long shanks and stuff. Mm -hmm. But as far as the core rules, it's pretty much the same. And most of the cards are the same as they were when the game stopped, except for there's a couple that they tried to buff or debuff because they thought they were strong or needed, you know, help. Uh, but that's I think the the project has only probably touched about maybe 12 models. So it's not like they've eroded like a huge amount of the range, you know? And they've just kind of buffed or nerfed based on ones that they thought were overwhelming or what? Yeah. Like I, I think uh steel jaw was one that was a problem. So I think they nerfed a little bit of that, even though somebody said she's still pretty good. Um, what were some other models? 
there was there's a couple other ones that they they just had to kind of nerf because they were a little too good in kind of the environment that they put them in. How good is like vet boar and stuff? Uh, I mean, I didn't see any changes to them and I haven't been keeping track of like, you know, power rankings or anything like that. But I mean, as far as I know, I mean, seems fine. Okay. I'm going to go to Longshanks real quick and see if I can pull up some general numbers. Yeah, I still have those. I still have those shepherds that I bought. I, I they were just they're still sitting in the box. I, I guess I'll have to paint them up. Yeah. So this is like from the. I'm just looking at stats from the last year, and I anticipate these games probably going up since people are just like if you go on the Discord or if you're on the Gubs Facebook group, you can just see the activity is probably very much dramatically grown. Uh, but yeah. it looks like. Going from top to bottom, let's see here. Top four guilds are Union, Alchemist, Shepherds, Cooks, and then Brewers are, so top five are kind of like what we're looking at right now, apparently, yeah. for the last year. So not terrible. Rat catchers are on the bottom. <laughs> mm. Poor poor rat catchers. As they should be. Where, where are my butchers? Uh, let's see. Well, Cooks are pretty much up there. What did I say? They were third. So let's see here. Go back to stats, butchers. Uh, they're kind of middle of the pack. Okay. They're like around that 12 kind of. I mean, there's right now there's 19 teams, so they're right in that 12 range. Well, that sounds like they're in the bottom of the pack. Yeah, the bottom half. But, I mean, even then, they're pretty close to 50%. It looks like uh, it looks like Vet Boars winning more games than the other two. Filet's always struggling, man. She's always like one that I feel like her numbers haven't been good since, what, season two? Oh, when she first came out, she was kicking some ass. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's see what I got. Like, So I have Alchemists. I have Blacksmiths. I have Brewers. I have Butchers. I have Cooks. I don't think I have Engineers. I have Falconers. I have Farmers. I think I have some Fishermen. I have hunters. I have masons. I think I might have miners. I maybe have navigators. I don't think I have morticians. I have I order. I have a union. I have shepherds. I don't have rat I thought, I thought you did it. Did you, did you get rid of your morticians? You did have them. I did. Okay. Well, I haven't gotten rid of anything. So, okay. So you, well, you know I, what I got I remember, better than me. <laughs> I remember you demoing the game and I, I did the morticians and you played something else. So I remember playing your mortician models. Okay, well, maybe I have a lot more than I thought. So, <laughs> yay! So, so I mean, what are your kind of feelings about all this? Because I know you haven't been playing a lot of games. I mean, do you want to kind of just walk through, you know, like are you interested in going back to Guild Ball? Or, or oh, where are you at with all that? Yeah, if I can find Guild Ball games, I'd, I'd play it. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, 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 I like Guild Ball. It's my favorite miniatures game that I've ever played. There hasn't really been anybody to play it with, so um, it's. And I know we've talked about this in the past, even recently, that you know it's just it's it's too good of a game system, right? Like, I mean, the fact that you can very simply learn the mechanics of Guild Ball and explain it as okay, you're playing medieval soccer, you can score points by either scoring goals or by taking out your opponents. Um, you know, here's how you move, here's how you roll, and someone can, they, they won't get all the synergies and all of the abilities and how they mix together in a cocktail right away, but they they can basically run up and hit each other right away or try and kick goals right away. So, yeah, um, you know, that's, uh, 
that's a, a, a really simple game system and so much easier to learn than, you know, 40K or War Machine or Malifaux where, <laughs> you know, people just feel really, really lost for a long time. And you have to kind of set them up with a let's just kill each other game. And then, like, hopefully they get excited and then you have to slowly incorporate the other bits. I mean, you know, I, I really wanted to get into Infinity. I think Infinity is a cool world. I think the models look awesome, but it just sucked for, yeah. you know, learning it because it was so complicated. And so I, I just could never get into it, even yeah, though I have did. all that shit and I like it. Yeah, they did streamline, I think, a little bit of that game. I haven't tried any of the new edition that they came out with like a, a year ago. So they might have fixed that, which would be good for that game. Uh, I do agree. Even though I love Malifaux, it is a super complicated game. It's tough to get new people involved because it's it's almost like they don't even know what they're doing for the first like 20 games. They're just running around and just randomly hitting stuff. Yeah. Uh, but But yeah, Guild Ball, like I saw some people saying like, you know, you win your first Guild Ball game and then you lose your like next 100, which I don't think is true. I think if you play against like a higher, like a very high level opponent, you probably will lose. But if you're playing against, you know, mediocre, moderately good people, you after, you know, 10 games, you can start to figure out where you can get it close and probably beat some of those people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially if you decide to pick up a guild that the rest of the people around you don't play and you just dial in that guild and you can really yeah. play that guild well. And maybe you, maybe you like some models that other people don't, you know, think are top tier. So they, they don't practice against them or whatever, but you found some synergies that really work for you. Um, and it works for your style. Like, yeah, you can, you can surprise some people and give them a run for their money that they don't expect. I, I remember the very first tournament that I went to, I played guild ball, but the alchemists were not my thing. I had never really played against them. Nobody in my group, liked them and this was back when like Midas was just a beast and a killer and could like copy all the other abilities and all that yeah. shit and this guy just ran me on that and I was like well that's never going to happen to me again and so then I played <laughs> the next day and I beat that guy because I knew what was up and I was like okay you're not I'm not gonna let you copy all my shit <laughs> yeah yeah and looking at kind of where the game is hopefully going I am curious because a I mean, I think sometime this week, whether it's Thursday or Friday, they're supposed to give out more information on the print-on-demand stuff, like how it's going to function. And I don't know if they're going to start taking orders on Thursday, Friday, but that would be cool. Uh, so I was going to ask you, Chris, hoping the game kind of goes in a certain direction, what do you think would be ideal for Steamforge to do with the community project to kind of rekindle the fire of Guild Ball? Um. I mean, getting some people to set up some in-person live events would be good. Yeah. Right. Like if if you could if you could just get somebody to to do like pick a couple areas around the country that are kind of some core areas and um, you know give them those live events again and you know that would be great. Um, and and the the community will do a lot of the work itself right like you if if you just make a deal where you're going to publicly honor those events and say like hey this is legit and if you win this like you win your region or whatever it is and even if even if steamforge isn't pour, pouring any money into it but they're just recognizing that like yes this is 
an official event. Yeah. We are, we are, even if it's just like a page, right? Like they have a guild ball page and be like, Hey, yeah. this person won this, you know, UK nationals or something. Oh yeah. People, cause people already want to win that without Steamforge doing it with Steamforge yeah. doing it. They're totally going to jump into it. So, yeah. I think what I've, what I think would be a smart direction for Steamforge and the guild ball community, because there is excitement, like even in my small region, even like, down in Texas and Oklahoma, there are people that are already like I'm talking to that are already planning on like in-person games. Uh, we have people at like our local game store that are like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to get my map back out. I'm going to get models and let's go ahead and get this thing on the pitch. Uh, there are people just DMing me all over the place talking about they're just excited to play the game because it's just, it's an awesome game. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it is an awesome game, right? It's, you know what the thing is that I really like about it, and and it's kind of that sports element is, for so many games that have like this power creep, um, yeah. In the end, right? If if you're a sports fan, you know that you could line up, you know, Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan and LeBron James and. They're playing the same game of basketball and there's some rule differences, right? There's seasons have adjustments with the rules, but for the most part, they're playing the same game and it's not just a completely different situation, um, you know, within a couple of years. Right. And so like that, that's the thing that's, it, it's one of the complaints for somebody that wants a more complex game that like give yeah. ball is too simple. Right. And you can just kind of like math it out. But at the same time, for somebody that just wants something that they can kind of settle into, it's the same sports game theme, and you can just settle into it. And if you like it, you like it, and and you don't have to really... Well, I, I think in that same vein, right, the reason why I like Guild Ball so much is because it does have that sports element of sometimes you just don't know how the ball's going to bounce, right? Because I was thinking there were so many games where somebody had a shot on goal it goes off the pitch, it drops in the center, it scatters back towards your own goal. And all of a sudden, you know, there goes Boiler running down the pitch ready to score a goal on you because the ball bounced his way. And those cool moments are just some of the things about that are just amazing about Guild Balls. Just like good, just random, awesome And the reason events. why Rage Quit Wire is called yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly, right? There's just moments where it's like, Something happens in the game and one player's like, oh no. And the other one's like, yeah. Surrender Cobra, I was on the bad side of those too many times. Um, so I, the one thing that I do think is kind of like hilarious, because I can already see it happening, is because that original commentary was made about the game being too competitive and it making it not fun for, was it Rich or Matt that, it, like they said that they didn't enjoy the fact that it was so competitive. I think it was Matt. It was I can't Matt. remember, but I think, it, I think it was. Okay. Well, either way, like because that comment has been made, I can't wait for people within the community when people do get super competitive with it to like, be like, no, 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 no. We don't want to go back to the dark times. Um, <laughs> you better tone down that competitiveness and kind of like scold people into being not competitive so that this doesn't get ruined for us. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, and that's one of the things I'd, I'd never bought into, that it was just getting too competitive and like too min-maxi and stuff like that. Because, I mean, look at like the Free City draft. That was purely, you know, a a fluff league kind of driven deal. 
And I, I think a lot of competitive players didn't care about that event. So I just think that there was, there's guild ball is one of the games where I think I have seen the most casual players enjoy the game. Sure. I agree with that. And you know what? Every single time they ran one of those events and they did them kind of annually, whether it was like the, it was amazing. The brisket filet butcher. Remember the union and chains. That was like the first thing we did. Dude, that those events were badass as hell. They were yeah. awesome. And you really like got attached to your guild because you like fought for oh, yeah. and did everything. Oh, I remember fighting for. for the brew crew, man. Yeah. I, I, I fought for, I fought for my, my butchers. And I, I remember <laughs> like during that free cities draft, right. You were like, ah, man, like it'd be nice to have some like range power, but they kind of made it clear that like, Cammy wasn't going to be allowed to be a butcher. <laughs> and so then the, the community is like, well, shit, do we get like lane where we need some scoring? Do we get champ? Like which one is the best yeah. fit for us? Like, and, and it was this real battle even within the butchers, as far as like what draft pick the GM should make. Well, and, th- and going back to kind of just, you know, the types of players you see, like, yeah, you do get the high, like, I'd say the top 10%, you know, you obviously get super competitive and, you know, you're going to play the best crew, best, best models, all this stuff. But I really think the, that it, it was such a, it is such a great game for casual players. Like think of how casual, I mean, our buddy Joe was right. Because Joe, you know, he had his health issues and, you know, he couldn't remember everything super tight but he still loved guild ball and could get a really solid game out of most people that he played against. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, it would be, I'll tell you what, if there was a big gaming event that had like good guild ball, that would be something that would make me come out to a con or something like that. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think we can kindle kind of the excitement of guild ball coming back. And I think all steam forge needs to do is, what they said they're going to do. And that's one, they, they already said they, they've messed with the files. I don't know if you saw that. They said, yeah, we've already touched all the print files and we fixed some of those weak points, like those weak dancer ankles. And, and we think we're good to go with those now. So I, th- I think the print stuff is ready. They're just trying to find a way to distribute it, which hopefully they get that out this week. That'd be cool. Yeah. So if they just keep to their word and have that available and get some way to push models out, and then they support or work with the guild ball community to tweak and kind of keep rules balanced, generally speaking. I think if they just do that for like a year or two, I think the game will actually start to grow again. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you a question about, so one of the pushes that they really made with the game was they tried really hard to make some diversity uh, diversity efforts in that game, right? With, uh, you know, the types of characters that were in that game, um, they kind of had a lot of representation characters that existed in that game. And I wonder how, do you feel like in the past four or five years that like the world as it's become more polarized that, there will be any pushback to that element of the game? Um, or, 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 or maybe the other, maybe like the world will embrace it even more. What do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I always thought steam force has done a good job of like putting unique, like teams together, but also not 
you know, just kowtowing to people just because. So I, I've never felt like they forced it. Like to me, like you look at the uh, the navigators, they put all the Samoan characters in there. And to me, that's not like they're trying to, you know, shoehorn stuff in. It fits with the theme of, you know, fishermen and, you know, nautical themes and all that. And same thing with, you know, some of your cook stuff. I mean, you have kind of uh, that one fat chef that kind of looks a little Korean, you know, like he's got a Korean barbecue going on. First of all, his name is Roast. (laughs) And I know your dream is still that I cosplay him at an event. So screw you. You should. Get the Fu Manchu going on. So, but, but I mean, who was the character that they just came out? It was like a captain. And it was like the first like non-binary character. Yeah, that was, that was the yokai, yukai for fisherman one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I mean, like, um, and, and do you remember that character had like some really cool, like fishing, like theme with like those fishing with like cranes? Yeah. Yeah. Those cranes. Yeah. Like it, 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 it was very unique. Right. Um, at, at, from the standpoint of like the culture that they pulled from, but also like this representation aspect, I always felt like a lot of the fans of the game were really into like that representation yeah. element, right? That yeah, diversity. I, I, I thought I, you know, and I, and you can say whatever about me, it's fine, but I, I don't care like that they're including this stuff because it doesn't feel like they're trying to cram it down throats. They're not just doing it just to make people feel better. They, they, they just make it kind of a cool part of the story. And, and I just feel like that they don't force it. And I think that's the problem some companies have where they just kind of try to force that stuff on people, but guild ball just kind of makes it work. It's very, it's a very interesting universe and it doesn't feel like that. They're just, you know, just putting in there just to check a block, you know, it's like, Oh, we got our Asian character. Check. Oh, we got our black guy. Check. So, so like, Sherwin, I feel like deserves like a lot of props on that because like he was able to just write good stories. Right. And that's something that I wish that they would have available. Like they've made all of the fluff available now, all that lore, but I wish that there was a print on demand for that right? Where they could take some of the original artwork, they could take those stories, you could print on demand and get like, basically a custom bind of just the lore elements and maybe some artwork. Man, I would love that. That would be that would be incredible. Because I I felt like Sherwin's writing was some of the very best lore that I've ever seen. Yeah. And if, uh, if Steamforged gets the old creative juices flowing again, Watch out, because uh, Sherwin might kill your favorite character. Well, he already like had some of mine like tortured and all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> it was sick, um, but <laughs> really twisted stuff, Sherwin. Really yeah, twisted. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, he's. I think that one of his role models is Joe Abercrombie, and so if any, yeah, if anyone listening loves like Game of Thrones and you like that grim, dark fantasy, well, first of all, Joe Abercrombie has that in spades, and then secondly. If you want like a niche gaming, you know, answer to that, Sherwin's lore for this game is incredible. So, so I, I did want to bring that up too because I, I want people to know this if they are interested in Guild Ball. I mean, we have a ton of like season three content. Uh, we did stuff on different releases, guilds. We did a Guild Ball one hundred and one episode. Sherwin came on and did some fluff episodes with us. 
Uh, Sherwin also like spoiled the new captains when they came out. So I, I think that if you are definitely getting back into Guild Ball, I I am planning on doing Guild Ball content again because I just think the, like we said, I I love the game. Like my buddy Zach up in Mich- Michigan said, I love the game of Guild Ball more than I hate the way Steamforged handled things. So. Now which that is, there's which is showing a lot of growth for you, Pete, because I know that you are a man that can hold a grudge. And if Steamforge can get out of the forgiven, book of grudges. Yeah. If, if TGI Fridays can be forgiven, then um, yeah, you're, you're just, you're just growing as a human being. I'm proud of you, Pete. You know, I'm almost 40, so I gotta, I can't, I can't hang on to all that hate in my heart, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it with me. But like I was saying, we have a ton of old content. We're going to put out new stuff, but we are we do have a lot of old content that is still very relevant. Uh, we talk about games. We talk about the way guilds play out, and it's still very relevant because the rules, core rules and a lot of the cards haven't changed hardly at all. So that's kind of the beautiful thing. But that being said, I definitely am interested in getting uh, some guild ball content to kind of fit real nicely with a lot of the Malifaux stuff we do. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to dig into like that lamplighter stuff and, you know. Yeah, for sure. That, that That's clearly the thing that like there's a hole in the content because it was fan-made content. Yeah, and I actually had my uh, buddy Brian actually printed off uh, the lamplighters and, and brought them over for me to, to have today. So um, the, the, the files are actually pretty good. Like they're not... They're not flimsy models. They, they look kind of cool. They got some of that, you know, alchemist, you know, flame kind of elements to them. Uh, one guy's like climbing a ladder and he has his little lamp that he's, you know, using to light, uh, light the lamps and stuff. So it's a pretty cool looking guild. I don't, I got to wrap my head around the, the rules because they have some mechanic where if things are burning, you know, i.e. they're lit, uh, they get extra benefits. So some of them get like unpredictable movement if they're burning. Some get like an extra range and a die to their goal, to their kick if they're um if they're burning. So, so is it's it kind sort of, of like a thing. nighttime versus daytime type kind thing? of. Or yeah, or is it like the planters ability. like the planters and the harvesters with the farmers? Yeah, kind of like the harvest markers. It's a little bit like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they put out burning and it not only does damage to your opponent, but it gives their models burning to then open up some of these abilities that they have. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just I've looked it over briefly, but there's a lot of that going on. Have you ever can you think of any example in a game where the fan made content actually got legitimized into the into the real game? Can you think of any example? Because this could be like kind of groundbreaking. I know that there's been stuff brought back because the community wanted it. I can't think of anything that was made and brought into the world of the game that the fans just created themselves. I'm trying to think if there's anything like that in Malifaux. I don't think there is. Was there anything like that in... uh... But Guild Ball actually did that before, right? Because during the cons, you could make... Yeah, character. But no, but that was that was guided by the sure, sure. game creators, right? That was guided by like Jamie and stuff that was sitting in the room um, <laughs> to shoot down terrible ideas, like uh, like that stupid, Cena. yeah, that stupid bear <laughs> skinwalker thing. Um, so, um, well, was there ever stuff with Blood Bowl that like fans made and then like 
I mean, I would imagine that Games Workshop would be the last that would be willing to like compromise their IP. I think with Blood Bowl, they just kept it going. I don't think they added anything new. Okay, but there are unique teams, but those are just fan-made, but they're not recognized by Games Workshop, I'm guessing. I don't know. They're, Games Workshop did have some mechanics to build your own stuff, but they never acknowledged it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like they had chapters approved for 40K where you could literally design like your own tanks and stuff. And, you know, that was cool, but they're never going to be like, all right, we're going to take this fan-made tank and bring it into the game. Um, yeah. And, you know... I, I just don't know of a specific example like that. So to me, this would probably be one of the first of its kind where they take the lamp lighters and acknowledge it. Yeah, that like that's that's pretty cool. So I mean, like Jess and I, I just want to like kind of give give one its due that you know for as much as people ripped on Steamforge for their reasoning for bowing out of Guild Ball those years ago. Even I did not anticipate them doing something like that that was so fan and community friendly, right? Like they really deserve a lot of credit for them saying, not only are we going to start supporting this, but we're actually going to incorporate all of the work that was done by the community. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think if they do that, that would be really awesome. And like you said, I think the Steamforge for the most of its history, like you said, has been very open to hearing out the community and, you know, adjusting things that need to be adjusted, you know, different ideas for things coming out, uh, play testing. So I think Steamforge has always been, in my opinion, way more active with the Guild Ball community than a lot of other games are. There's some other games where you can ask them a question and you'll never hear back from them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So. so I, I, that's why, and honestly, like I, like I said, when I w- talked about this last week, I think that it does suck the way they handled things. Like, I don't think there's any way to you know get around that, but the fact that they're willing to come back around to it, uh, it it's just something that I'm just like, you know, they acknowledged it. And the big thing is that they're going to pseudo at least minimally support the game where you can buy stuff. The key is I don't want to play a game where I can't buy the stuff or I can't have players buy the stuff. That's why I didn't play games like um, Battlefleet Gothic in Games Workshop. Uh, that's why for a while, a lot of the Lord of Rings, the, even now, a lot of the Lord of the Rings and some of the uh, Age of Sigmar stuff you can't find if you want to get into that. Some of those models, unless it's like just released, yeah. you can't get from Games Workshop. So the fact that they're going to be able to, even if it's just print on demand, to me, that's like, okay, we can build something off of this. Whereas before, they killed it off. They weren't supporting it. You couldn't find product. I'm like, why would I waste my time on this game, even if I really love it? So let me ask you this. Like, I know I know how your mind works, and I know about, like, the grudge keeping and all that kind of sure. stuff. Um, this is a big step for me, Chris. Big step. No, 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 it is. But I honestly, I think that, like, there were some things that you did along the way that those like i don't feel like the grudge on this was as severe as one the age of sigmar grudge that you talked about but more importantly the tgi fridays grudge because <laughs> you still even after they canceled this gave another one of steamforge games a chance i did 
Yeah, that's actually true. I did play God tier, uh, God tier for a bit there. So, okay. So here, here's my question. So of the properties that Steamforge has, what are the ones that you think are of note? Because obviously let's give some props to Steamforge and let's consider that they make good games. So what are the games that you're like, okay, this, you either have some interest in or you'd vouch for that you're like, this game's pretty good. I mean, obviously, Guild Wall. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, I'll get, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple, right? Just so that you can. I know, I know, I know you like uh, what Horizon Dawn, whatever that game is. Horizon Zero Dawn, that's based on the video game. There's God Tier. They have those like new Bard Song and Animal Adventure um, things. They've got all these Resident Evil games now. Um, they've got, I guess, they have the Gears of War property in their family they've got devil may cry they've got dark souls like which are the ones that you're like okay yeah i'm kind of i'd be interested in that or you just vouch for because you have played it and you're like that was good uh honestly the old like the only games that i have played for uh steamforge has been um god tier and guild ball i'm not a huge board game guy so you know i don't i don't get too much into those um but I will say their epic adventures or whatever those D and D minis they printed off. Those are good. I, I would look into those encounters because if I if I did play D and would look into those because the models look really really fantastic. So, um, and I'll give it this: you know, Steamforge knows how to make good models. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the one thing. Obviously, Guild Ball is an awesome game. But I will say they make really good models. I, well, and I'll, I'll give them. I'll give them more than that. They make good models and they make good game mechanics. I've never played a Steamforge game where I felt like the mechanics sucked. Like that hasn't happened once. Yeah, the games that I've tried, which are two, and I think maybe I played one board game. I can't remember which one. But yeah, I didn't mean. I I, I like everything that I've played that I've tried with them. Yeah. So, so just for those that are kind of like now opening the Pandora's box of Steamforge, um, these video game properties from the experiences that I've had, they feel like the video games, right? Horizon Zero Dawn feels like Horizon Zero Dawn. If you played it right, like where you're dealing with all those, you know, monsters. Um, and then, uh, Dark Souls is like hard as shit. So is is it harder than uh, that one game we played? I can't remember what it was called. Um, yeah, you're thinking of Kingdom Death Monster. Yeah, um, is it harder than that? It's pretty. But it's, me, it's pretty fucking hard. Like, but, but wouldn't you agree though that that isn't the video game also really hard? Yeah, no, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, if you like the video game, but you want a board game that's like that video game that's just hard as shit, get that Dark Souls game. It's good. Okay. So, so I, I do want to add, I think we're going to kind of finish up strong with a guild ball topic here. And I'm curious to actually, I, I kind of already think I know what you're going to say, but if okay. you, you know, I think I do. So let's say that sometime in the next month or so, somebody locally says, Hey, let's play a guild ball game. What is the six man roster you're going to put on the pitch first? Oh, dude, come on. Like, you don't even have to, you don't even have to. Save for, you save do for the crowd. Me. You do me. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Because obviously you know me well enough. 
I will let you give the answer and I will tell you where I would change that answer. So, okay. so you, you tell me what I would put on, like, like what captain am I going to pick? Uh, you're going with Ox. A million percent. What, a million percent. Okay. Yep. What, what mascot am I going to pick? Now I know you like, I think you like the look of truffles better, but I think you just like princess and the mechanics better. So I'd say princess. Uh, again, you're correct. Okay. What, what are my four, uh, what are my four players? All right. So obviously got to go with your auto include shank. He's going to score goals and kill stuff for you. Yeah. I think even though you hate boar, you bring him because you like to kill stuff. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have moral quandaries with Boar, but yes. Um, yes, you do have you do have moral quandaries <laughs> with Boar. Um, I actually think the next one that I see you bring the most that I think you just like the way she works is Meat Hook. Uh, I don't think I'd bring Meat Hook. Okay, what about Boiler? Boiler, I'm bringing. Brisket, I'm bringing. So I'm I'm going pretty like I'm going pretty original here. Um. So like OG box. Yeah. Like OG box. And then like, if I can get a hold of like the, the lane model, I'd probably break out that lane model just to like, see how it plays. Um, cause nice. I haven't been able to play with it yet. Right. Yeah, I have him, but I haven't been able to play with it. So, Oh, so, so you do have the lane model. Yeah. 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 But dude, yeah. It, when, when this got canceled, I made a huge effort to get, all the butchers. Like I was like, I will not miss a butcher in, in this cancellation of the game. So, um, yeah, I, I went full in on getting that lane model. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take ox. I'm going to take princess. I'm going to take boiler. I'm going to take brisket. Um, I'm going to take lane and I'm going to take shank or, or sorry. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take ox. Wait, and I, I am playing union. So what is the six you think I'm going to put on the pitch? All right. Um, do you have Vet Greed? I have the entire faction, the entire team. Okay, so I think you're going to pick Vet Greed because I don't think you've played with him yet. So I am conflicted there because I do want to play with him. However, I do love me some Blackheart. But let's for the sake of trying I, to figure him out, yeah, let's go with Vet Greed. No, no, I no, no, no. I know you, and I know that you will choose figure him out. Because that's just how you work as far as like your interest is you it's want true. to do some new shit. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. I'm going to assume you're going to go with greed. That means I don't get a mascot. That means you don't get a mascot because strong. Cause he's, cause he's riding strong box. <laughs> kind of already there. Um, so how does that, how does like, how does that ability work? Like, so you just get another, you get another, uh, player you still only get four squatties okay so you basically have five models See? but it's a pumped up yeah. captain okay so yeah um, okay it's six influence just by himself so yeah you'll go with you'll go with vet greed i would imagine um i think you'll take i think you'll take mist Okay. Got to get some goals going. Yep. I think you'll take Harry the hat because you just like that kind of thing. I love Harry. Yep. And then I think you'll take Fangtooth. I don't think I would take Fangtooth really? first time go on it. I don't think so. Okay. 
Well, let's see. The, the obvious ones here are Decimate, Rage, and Gutter. Um, so... Yeah, two more picks. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to go with... Uh, I think you'll take Gutter. Because I think you'll I, like the I, reach with Gutter. I, w- I like her better, I think, with Vet Rage, but I think I would try her with Vet Greed and see how that works. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think you'd want the two-inch reach. Sure. Um, so I think you'll go... I think you probably would take Rage. He has the heroic Rage. play. Rage is pretty tempting. I was thinking either Rage or Decimate, depending on whether I wanted to go a little more killy or a little more scory killy. Yeah, but I don't think you'll go more scory, in, and I don't think that Decimate will provide as much value because you have you have that Reach with Gutter and the Reach with Mist. So yeah. I think that... And you have Reach with, with Harry the Hat, too. So... Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Rage because I like the Rage monster. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, have fun. Have fun with your union. Are you going to be getting the uh, the Solthesians? Yeah. So it does include the Solthesians. So I have all those models as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Which I'm su- like, that's the one. I think that's one of the minor guilds that I was always wanting to play because, dude, that ball of light and season brisket just seems oh. like a really fun time. Dude, I remember games where like the scoring was just bananas with her. Like she can score her ass off. Like I, so when it comes to like favorite characters in Guild Ball, like just lore wise and all that stuff, I love brisket. Like, yeah, I think that she is just freaking awesome. Yeah, and. She's just like, you can turn her into like a snapshot turret. You know, you can do some amazing like goal scoring runs. And the models that come with that are just cool because you kind of got like this holy order vibe to it, you know. So I just, I really dig kind of its vibe. You get Spigot in there. You get a lion as your goalkeeper. It's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. Benediction and Grace, just the look of them is cool. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like the order. I like the order more than I like the union. Um, and a lot of it is lore and appearance related. So, yeah. So I, I love all, I, well, I actually don't know about that greed yet, but I love that rage. I love, uh, black heart in this. So I'm excited to play both of those as well. Somebody actually recommended uh, is Zach once again from, uh, from Michigan. He was like, you know, you know what you should call this episode? You should call it veteran rage quit wire because you know, this is our second iteration of doing guilt. Oh, Ball that's coverage. true. And then, and then depending on what <laughs> happens, maybe years down the road, we have seasoned rage quit wire. That's true. <laughs> um, you, need to, you, you need to get like a local, uh, local count of the, uh, the locals there in Charleston that still have guild ball stuff. Yeah. Do I, do I try and uh, recruit Nick and Russ back in? Um, they're, they're like magic guys now. Yeah. They play, they've been playing the, uh, the star Wars Legion a little bit. Um, but yeah, they've been, they've been flipping cards. They're, they're primed and ready to play a tabletop game. My friend. Are they? Okay. They've been waiting in the wings They're They've been starving for tabletop games. You need to provide it. Okay. Maybe, maybe I will. (laughs) So, okay. So you have union and then where are you expanding to? You're going to. I'm guessing get alchemists and lamplighters so that you can mess around with them and play with them. No, I don't. Th- I don't think so. I just oh, really okay. I got th- I got the lamplighters just to see the prints of them and kind of see the quality of of the sculpts, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, which of course depends on your printer, but the guy I know has a pretty good printer, so the the detail is pretty good. I'm gonna post some pictures here soon. Uh, I actually 
I was thinking about it and if I'm going to look, cause I am going to print at least one team off, off this demand just to see uh, kind of like what the quality is. Honestly, I think I would probably go if I'm being honest, maybe the engineers route. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, could see I have that. a lot of games. I have a lot of games with them. I like their Meyer guild as well. So that's probably where I'd go. Yeah. So what I'm most excited for after the butchers, obviously, you know that I'm a butchers and cooks guy oh, yeah. immediately. Oh yeah. But, um, the shepherds, like I, I just, yeah. I really want to paint those dogs. So like for, for those that don't know me, I have a border collie and an Australian shepherd sitting right in this room with me. Um, those dogs are going to be Argos and Ayla, my border collie and Australian shepherd. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'd like to see, I mean, cause I've never, cause obviously the game died. Right. So um, now that it's been resuscitated, I'd actually like to see that, that team on the pitch. So I can kind of see that hook and crook, kind of like the herding mentality and the, yep. the huge, the huge Ram or whatever they have the girl riding on. That's, that was a girl or guy. I don't even remember, but. Yeah, I think it's a girl, but, um, okay. So let me ask you another question. And, and these are all like fun ones, right? Um, what is the free cities draft model that you haven't seen broken out that you most want to see in action? I haven't seen any of them, dude. I haven't seen any of those free okay. draft city models on a pitch. So cool. So honestly, like, I mean, you did union even get one? I don't think they did. Um, I, I don't think they did because they, there was something in story about it, um, but I I forget what it was. But they did get so, vet. They did get vet greed, right? So yeah, they did kind of get something. I, it's I think, also the largest. I think the one the one I want to see, just because I think it interests me, just to see how it would even work, is probably flee from uh, from the brewers. Okay. See what he does. Okay. <laughs> That was the weird thing because I didn't even see any of those models on the pitch because it was really weird how the game just slowly kind of, you know, was starved because nothing new really was happening because they were trying to figure out the whole printing thing that they were having issues with. Well, and there, there's also like these captains that like we never saw, right? Like, so we never really saw Soma. Um, yeah. We never saw it. We, and so I'll just kind of run through some of the, the big name ones. For the Alchemist Soma, we never really saw. We never saw Cami. Festival. Yeah, we um, Culvern. We never saw for the blacksmiths. Um, and was it Cutlass? Yeah, yeah. There was there was another. Yeah, Cutlass. I actually saw those models. I never played against them though. Uh, Corker, we never saw for the uh, for the Brewers. I saw the model, never saw it played. Yeah. And then what was it? Ribbit? Was Ribbit the one for the the engineers? Engineers. And then who was I, there? Who was I did there? See uh, Nomad. I did see Ribbit picked. I have not seen Nomad. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like almost for every team, like we saw a few of the new captains as they slowly got released. But a lot of the free city stuff I never actually saw in person. Yeah, there was festival and then they got who was their who was their free city one? Was it Amber? Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, it was Amber. Sorry, we just got a couple more of these left. I just kind of want to go over them. Yukai for Fisherman is that one that we talked about earlier. And then Knuckles um, in the Free Shitties draft. For the Hunters, uh, we did get to see Steeljaw. Did we ever see? 
Was there a Free Cities model for the Hunters? They're a minor guild. Snow? I'm not sure. No, no, no. Snow was the... No, that's the dog. Uh, Edge? Is Edge the Free Cities model? I think so. Yeah, Edge was. Okay. And then for the Masons, I never really got to play with Corbelli. I never got to see Champ as their Free Cities model. Um, The Morticians had Morn. Uh, And I got to see... So Morn was cool. And then, a little weird, but cool. And then who was their uh, gaffer? Is gaffer the one that they got for free cities? Yep. yep. Okay. And then I think that's I think that's it as far as like kind of because yeah, not all well, of that, the, not all of the minor guilds got free cities models. Yeah, and that's kind of the cool thing though about you know coming back to it is there's a lot of unexplored content out there. There's a lot of models that, you know, may or may not have, you know, shook things up and it's going to be interesting kind of looking back into it and seeing people rediscover a lot of these things, even the old stuff. Like even I was just thinking about like, okay, if I'm playing union, what's my six that I'm going to play. And even then I'm sitting there like, man, I'm going to have to see that on the pitch. I can't remember how that quite looks. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be fun rediscovering some of those combos. You know what I don't think I'll have any trouble with is feeling uh, Ox's six. <laughs> Your Ox legendary. Arm. Yeah, I I don't think that I'll have any problem just feeling that six inches and knowing that like I I like that is how far we are, so we can do some killing. I like to picture that moment in Sweeney Todd where he picks up his blades from you know under the floorboards yeah. and he he talks about being re- reunited with his friend. And I just feel like that's a lot of these guild ball like moments we're going to have where it's just like going to take it back to its business, going to do the good work with it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right, pumped well, about that. Yeah. Chris, any last minute thoughts here uh, before we wrap it up? No, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm happy that we get guild ball back. I, I would encourage anybody that's listening that maybe is wanting to hold on to some hard feelings to, let go of the hard feelings, like just take, take the good that, that has come and, um, you know, let's get back to a really fun game. Yeah. I was talking to one of my Malifaux friends, Maeve and, uh, Maeve was talking about how, cause you know, I was getting a little crap from, from that person. And Maeve was just like, I'm just picking on you. I went back to magic and magic abused the crap out of me. So, you know, Game game companies sometimes don't make good decisions and, you know, you kind of just go back to them every now and then. It's just you got a hat in hand. Just be like, I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, we can we can wrap this one up. Um, I actually want to talk to you about something else if you do have a little bit more time, but not on this podcast. Maybe maybe it's some right, bonus well. content. It, it will be something that I'm sure we can spitball into some kind of episode later. Okay. But until next time, I, I got I tell you what, Chris, I've been doing flipping cards and flipping tables for so long. You got to, you got to bring us back to the original sign off. Uh, so we're going to roll dice and throw salt. Is that, is that how we're, is that how we're going to be doing it again? That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's the one. We're rolling dice and throwing salt. Rolling dice, throwing salt. Talk to y'all next time. Take care. Uh-huh.